26th edition of Talk Hard presented by Walk Softly Films. Wow, that's a lot of hours of content. Uh, I think it's at least 30 hours of content. Thank you guys for continuing to listen and thank you for subscribing and sharing it. We see it, we appreciate it, and we're glad you're enjoying it. So uh, thank you again. Continue to do so. With me, as always, from Frankfort, Kentucky, Scott Stafford. Scott? Say hi to all the fans, and uh, what what have you been watching this week? What's your favorite thing that you've done or watched this week, buddy? Oh, um, hey everybody, it's it's twenty six episode, man. It's crazy. That's a lot of that's a lot of hours of of listening pleasure for everybody. A lot of yammering from us. Yeah, started out strong with two and a half hours of Captain America talking. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I gave a gave a love fest on that one, and since then it's just been just destroy everything. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what have I been watching? Let me tell you, I got I got a I got a confession to make. Um, I'm I'm a little bit obsessed. I can't can't miss an episode of The Curse of Oak Island. Really? Yeah, yeah. Have I you ever seen? Watched it? a commercial of it. <laughs> I, man, so I, was, I don't hardly even know what it's about. Since I was a kid, it's always been this way. Like I was, I was the kid, you know, I don't know how old were we? I was seven, eight years old, glued to the television to find out if Geraldo was going to break into Al Capone's vault yeah, and what was going to be in that. there. Uh, so it, that, it's always been that way for me and like obsessed with, you know, just super into the Titanic and like anything that was treasure hunt ish of any sort. And so, man and i had read articles about uh oak island from way back and and had always been aware of it so when i I think i missed the first two seasons of this show didn't realize it existed and then stumbled onto it last year might have been the first one i watched and man i'm into it i can't i can't get enough of it and and they never find anything and like and the, the producers are genius the way they fill time so they're following the uh they're following the al capone vault <laughs> yes very much so they're at least three seasons in yeah though of, yeah how big is this island it's not very like how much big digging? wow they're gonna dig the whole thing up like there can't be that much left to dig <laughs> And six people have died digging for treasure there so far. Oh, Nobody's like people keep finding stuff, but just enough to keep them, you know, everybody coming back and new people digging, you know, because they'll find a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you know, and and clues mm-hmm. here and there, and like and like so it just drives them nuts. Just enough to keep them keep hope alive. Yes, evidence yeah. that like these flood tunnels are definitely there that are booby trapped to make you know to flood things when they got dig down too deep and stuff like that they found like evidence of of that and so it's like people were definitely doing things here and hiding something so Mm. but uh yeah i went on way too long about that but i'm i'm obsessed with it it sounds like well congratulations (laughs) so everybody tune in to the curse of oak island and my daughter hates it with a passion (laughs) She thinks it's the dumbest thing on earth. 
Well, I may be on her side of the fence, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, all right, Todd just texted us to send an invite to a different email. So uh, should we try to get him in here real quick? All right, hold on. Let's let's pause our proceedings and we'll see if we can bring back Todd. All right, let's try it. You'd be Captain Telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like magic, Todd Sheen is here. Hey, Todd, Todd have you Look ever wa- have you ever watched uh, the Curse of Oak Island? Is that the one? Um, <laughs> probably not. Uh, All right. Yeah. Is, that, is that the one where they're trying to find the the big? There's like a big deep hole or something. Somewhere? Yeah, basically something like that. <laughs> okay. So no. Well, anyway. If you want to know about it, just listen to the beginning of this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. And, and wow. I'll, I'll send you the unedited version so you can hear every every iota of detail. So right. with us uh, joining us now, also with me in Danville, Kentucky, Todd Sheen. Todd, say hi to hey. all the fans, and uh, what's hey, your favorite fans. thing you've done or watched this week? Oh, um, well, you know what? Um, I guess I'll 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 be uh, it, it's kind of by uh, by the the fact that this is probably the only thing I've watched. Okay. But, um, by default, I went, with, I went with my nephews. Yeah, but I went with my nephews last Friday the thirteenth because um, I hadn't been I hadn't been to see a horror movie on Friday the thirteenth in a while. I don't think so. Went with both of them, and of course they didn't have it here in in town, uh, so we had to go to Lexington, which everybody knows how much I love to go to Lexington. Mm. Um, but we went to the, um, the cinema there close to the big, you know, bloated overgrown mall there on Nicholasville road. I'm not going to say which mall it is. Um, (laughs) but it's, um, so we went there and let me say something real quick. And, um, I'm calling out you Cinemark, uh, Uh, evening show prices. Yeah. The pricey up there. Nine dollars, and I believe it was what was it nine nine four or no? We don't need the change. Well, <laughs> you do. No, it is. It's it's a vital part of this. Basically, they charge you a certain amount, and then then you have to pay tax on that. So we ended up paying to see a, a movie ten dollars and fifty nine cents. Outrageous. Uh, now regardless of the movie and I'm, I'll go into that in just a second, but, uh, Cinemark, you're evil. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Front row Joe, where'd front row Joe go? Yeah. So that's my thing. The when they got place. rid of front row Joe, I, I didn't really have much use for him after that. Well, Sa- then Satan took over. Yeah, exactly. Like he does. And, yeah. uh, so anyway, I just, I think, you know what? Charge me $10 and 60 cents for my ticket, but don't, uh, don't say applicable tax to your ticket. Why am I being taxed for my ticket? Can somebody tell me why? We can't ask Front Row Joe. <laughs> no, or Popcorn Penny, or Clyde, nope. any of them. They're all gone. But does anybody, can, either one of you want to venture guess why they need to tax what they what is already a bloated price? Why, why should I be taxed for my ticket? That's the world we live in, man. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, anyway. so the Make Cinemark great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the movie we went to see is a movie called The Bye Bye Man, 
And uh, so really, that's the only movie I've seen really in the last week. Um, but uh, I went with them. I was uh, happy to say that, uh, you know, my uh, both my nephews, one that is um, 20 years younger than I am, and then the other one that is uh, 25 younger or 15 years or 25 years younger than I am. Uh, both uh, the three of us were the oldest people in the crowd. Oh, wow. Um, it was a packed house, too. Um, and, of course, I didn't realize until we bought our tickets that it was PG-13. Yeah. Um, I think I actually paid tax on it being PG-13 as well. You probably did. Um, 13%. But, um, yeah. So I got to sit in there with, I mean, it was, there. Yeah. you know. That sounds awful. You can imagine. Anyway. Yeah. That sounds really I, terrible. I even though, but you know me, guys. You know me. I can find, I can find a diamond in every pile of poo, can I? So, uh, so, so there was, there was, there, you know, I didn't completely abhor it. I liked it. Um, is it great? Does it have holes galore? Sure. Um, it's not great, but I mean, this, uh, I think the budget was 7 million, uh, ended mm-hmm. up making 14, I think for the weekend. I mean, that crowd, the crowd was electric. They were in they're not very intelligent, but you know, they were back there and they're just screaming at all the right places, you know, and it really yeah. took me back to the eighties when I was watching Friday the 13th movies in the theaters and they were just, you know, they were playing on, playing on those tropes. Uh, but it, it worked again. So, yeah. uh, interesting, interesting, uh, they're trying, you know, the whole idea was to make a horror villain, a new horror villain. And I, you know, I think it was kind of cool. Uh, Except for the fact that they called him the Bye Bye Man, (laughs) right? Which could have literally been the name of every uh, horror villain. (laughs) That's pretty bad. Yeah, it could have been the Sayonara. (laughs) It's not the good place to start if you're trying to make the next great horror. That had to be a working title, and it just slipped through the cracks. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but um, but yeah, it had had a good look. They shot it uh, in Dead of Winter in Cleveland, I think. so Cleveland, you know. Yeah, that sounds like so, a horror in and of itself. It, it does, really. Come and see both of our buildings. Um, but uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was <coughs> that's what I got. And I, I didn't, here's the thing, I didn't completely despise it. So well, there, there you go. go. Question, Todd Sheen, real quick. Yes. How much, how much time do you have for pod purposes? Um, I will probably have to duck out of here probably in about uh, – 40, 42. Okay. Something right. minutes. All we'll, right. we'll roll. We'll roll on. All right. All right. Well, um, I am Alan Martin, also here in Danville. I, this week, did you all, either one of you all catch my favorite thing I watched this week? I had the flu. I had a lot of time to watch things. Um, did you all watch uh, Taboo, which uh, is Ridley Scott. I think he produced it with Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy stars in it. It's FX's new, uh, drum drama, um, set in like 1810s London. Either one of y'all catch that? Have not. I haven't, I haven't seen, I've saw the, saw a trailer for it though. And saw Hardy's name and then Ridley's name attached, but I yeah, seen it. I, I watched it and I really, really, it sucked me in. I really liked it. Um, it, it, it has a Ridley Scott feel to it. Like the good Ridley Scott feel to it. Um, and uh, and Tom Hardy talks uh, where you can understand him for a change. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's actually yeah yeah uh, he's actually coherent in this in this show. So 
Um, I love his character. Um, so uh, yeah, I would I would highly recommend it. Um, what's what's his most unintelligible film role? Gosh, um, you all haven't seen Peaky Blinders. He's really unintelligible in that. I've um, seen, yeah, I've seen the one with the, the movie with Gandolfini. Have you all seen that one? And, uh, no, I don't like think Gandolfini's so. like a mobster or something, and and he and he's, yeah, he's I know what of, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, good research. You keep talking, I'll find a title. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I. It, I apologize at this juncture for the cough because um, it's it's eating me up. But um, yeah, he plays a very uh, sort of mysterious character who his dad died. His dad has left uh, what little he had to Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy's come back to uh, get it. Turns out that the um, the land that he's left Tom Hardy is a very pivotal piece of land in the um the war between uh, the United States and Britain uh, in, in between sort of uh, the Canadian border. Um, and, and everybody wants it. Tom Hardy has it. Um, but he's sort of got this sort of mysticism around him to where, I don't know if he's, it, it's not real clear yet if he's clairvoyant or if he's just really well informed somehow. Um, but everybody kind of thinks he's a weirdo. And he's he's very he sort of plays an enigma, and his sister hates him because he came back just to get this this land that she thought she was going to get because everybody thought he was dead, and he just shows up his dad's funeral. Really, really good. Uh, you all check it out and tell me what you think if you have time. I'll do so. it. And then the other movie that I <laughs> you can't understand a word he says is called The Drop. The Drop. No, I haven't seen it. It's good. But, it's good. But man, it yeah. is. It's like uh, like like uh, Frank Sinatra says on SNL. It's all pops and buzzes. It's just like you just, yeah. just it's just mumble mouth nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we um <coughs> excuse me. We I think we had the the uh, closed caption on for some of Piggy Blinders. Yeah, and they just quit. They gave up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they, they were just like ellipses at the bottom of the screen and quit question like, marks. Yeah. May I, yeah. May I mambo dog face to the banana patch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So anyway, um so yeah, Tom Tom Hardy taboo. Check it out. Taboo. All right. I I didn't know where you're going with that cuz there was there were some movies back in the 80s, 70s, 80s that had uh, taboo in the title that I don't uh I don't think they had a barely intelligible Scotsman or whoever. Yeah. At, you know, at the forefront, these were more, well, you can imagine what Taboo 1 through uh, 5 yeah. were about. I think I've heard the theme song for Taboo 2, actually. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it's awful, and I can't believe that you weren't there, Todd. On the, on the, <laughs> on the Tom Hardy note, uh, yeah. did either of you see the little tidbit that was floating out there this week about uh, Tom Hardy and, and James Bond rumors? I, no. I just saw the clickbait headlines, didn't click on it. Yeah, so apparently somebody cornered him and was asking him about this, and basically his comment was uh, that he he you know that he couldn't possibly comment on it because if he mentioned it mentions it, it's gone. That you know the, the mm. suspicious actors feel like if they talk about something, then there's no chance they'll get it. So he was being coy, but also letting it be known that he absolutely wants it. And they they mentioned to him the fact that there were some some scuttlebutt going around that Nolan has been rumored and attached to it as a as a possible replacement if they go if they kind of drop the 
Daniel Craig and the Mendez uh, reboot that they've got going right now. And so uh, that's that's one that's one combo there that I can imagine, you know, because it's going to be tough for anybody following up yeah. what they've done. But that that I can imagine Nolan taking it in a direction that's <laughs> genuinely interesting and, and has a different note to it. Yeah, are they talking, I, I would be excited. Are they talking about are they talking about doing a, another reboot with Craig and Mendez? No, just keeping the, it going. That like because oh, okay. he's backed off recently. Whereas he said, you know, right after Spectre, he said he'd rather cut his wrists Slip than wrist. do yeah than yeah. do another one. Well, he's backed away off that a lot. So now they're thinking, okay, well maybe we can get him for another one. And, I'm ready yeah. for new. Yeah, I'm I think ready so for too. something else. Yeah, yeah, it's run its course, and the last two have been pretty bad. Like it's it's trailed yeah, off. Yeah, I liked Skyfall, but Spectre I did not like whatsoever. Yeah. I thought it was bad. Um. But he's and he's starting to look old, honestly. Like, yeah, not uh, and they went they went too quick with that. Like he was in. It seemed yeah. like um, in, <laughs> right. It was really in, weird from Russia and and uh, yeah. <clears throat> it seemed like that those he was young and spry, and all of a sudden it was like the very next movie. It was like James Bond, you're too old to be doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, like man, you all played that hand really quick. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, I tell you what, I, I I I remember the time that somebody came up to me and said. Hey, uh, here's $8 million. No, just go ahead and cut my wrist. <laughs> yeah, right. Cut my wrist wide open. <laughs> right. Because I'd rather bleed and not see my kids again than make 8 to $10 million. I'd li- and I'd like to throw uh, Todd Sheen's name into the hat, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm yeah, here. I'll take it and still do my walk softly chores. <laughs> and guess what? I'll do it. I'll do it ad nauseum. I'll go. I'll go Roger Moore two better and <laughs> yeah. do, uh, do, do the role nine times. And basically have the same story each time and have a big old smile on my face. <laughs> Check there that you out, go, man. I think that's a, that's a, 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 you can't get any more officially putting your name in the hat than that. No, no. And, and guess what? You know what the first order of business would be? <laughs> I would boycott Cinemark ever showing one of my bonds. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> that's a power play right there. It really yep. is. It really yep. is. I'll go Magic Johnson on. <laughs> what if they agreed to bring back? Front row, Joe. If if they could play your your bond, you know what I. We're gonna party. We're gonna rock. <laughs> we got tickets to the Cinemark. Yeah, well, I, you know what? I, Which doesn't run. Right. <laughs> Unless doesn't. you're a Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would. You know what? I that that ship has sailed, man. All right. Well, there it is. It's Sorry, Cinemark. Bam. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Did either one of you guys? Um, I don't really know how to transition this smoothly, so I'm just gonna just gonna say it. Either one of you all catch our Kentucky boy, uh, Sturgill Simpson on Saturday Night Live. I watched. I DVR all of, every mm-hmm. SNL. Um, I haven't watched the whole episode yet, but I did watch his performances. Uh, yeah, did you catch him, Todd? I, I don't even know who that is. Oh, mm. <laughs> we got to fix that. Wow. Yeah, Woodford County's own. Uh, Sturgill Simpson. He's a Yellow Jacket He's a from yellow right jacket. down the way. Um, yeah, Whoa. this dude isn't he nominated for a Grammy? He is best yeah. album. He could uh, yeah. he could take home the big one. And there's some there's some heat there. There's some buzz that he that he's got a chance. Yeah, just I mean, he's I guess he's considered country, right? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He's yeah. he's very much it, the only qu- reason you'd even possibly question it is because it's real country. 
You right. know, it's, yeah. it's it's not what we've had for the past 15, 20 years. It's it's in no way pop country. He's uh I got onto him uh not this album but the one before that was kind of the first time I heard uh his stuff and he'd had one more before that but and I just fell in love with him like I've been huge like Haim and Sturgill have been my two like that I just am nuts about uh as far as music goes but Sturgill is very much in the like first time I heard him I was like wow like this guy is like wailing all over again mm. um and and cuz I I was on like a big Wayland trip anyway like right at that time and then and then Sturgill's album came out and it was it's it's amazing I love both of the last two albums but he's he's got a lot of Waylon uh Jennings in him well let me let me ask you this since you're more familiar with his music because the only time I've heard him is these two performances uh-huh. he gave on Saturday Night Live and I looked him up specifically because everybody said uh Sturgill Simpson absolutely killed it on SNL which he did um so maybe maybe I had got a bad representation of him because neither one of those felt very country to me. They both felt more bluesy. Like he had the horns and the, and the, um, I, mm-hmm. I, and, and I loved it, but it, it felt more bluesy than country, which is why I asked, is he considered country? Yeah. And I get that. Um, this album is definitely like the album before this one. Like it's, it's country through and through musically and everything. And, and I I'll admit, yeah, the first time I heard the new album, I was, I was, I was kind of like you, like at first I didn't kind of catch the country. Most of the country's in his voice and in the lyrics and in, uh, yeah, his melodies that he's singing. But yeah, musically when you're talking about, yeah, he's got a lot of horns in there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's a, it does. I love that man. Yeah. And, um, but if you kind of zero in on his voice, like on SNL, cause I was getting the same thing. I was like, man, like, you know, it's, it's not sounding, but then I would zero in on his voice. And I was like, that's still very country. Like, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. <coughs> but like the, old country, not like right. this Jason Aldean, Florida, Georgia line, not, bro crap. Yeah. Not anything like bro country or, yeah. you know, none of the pop country stuff that's going on. It's, it's, it's very in, yeah, in the mold of, of Jennings. Um, yeah, he's good, man. He killed it. I, like there, there were reviews. I think Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stone magazine, not the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stone magazine, uh, said it's the best Saturday Night Live performance since Nirvana, which, like, that catapulted huge. Nirvana. Yeah, that's huge into what they were. Yeah, I, I would say like this as a Kentucky boy, he's he's poised to conquer the world right now. Basically, he's awesome. he's on the edge of it, like. Because because you were headed into that into the Grammys anyway, uh, you know. Because if he wins Best Album, yeah, like all of a sudden, the, yeah, all of a sudden the ceiling explodes for him, and yeah, and then awesome. to, to have this ahead of that, like that, like you know, nobody was talking about it ahead of time, but all of a sudden, like because of his performance, to just kind of explode going into the Grammys this could be huge for him, and I, like I couldn't possibly be more excited about it other than you know your little hangups about like uh ahead of time like this is this is my guy and like nobody knows about him and <laughs> right you know he's but he um he's he's fantastic he really is and and I think I think this could be if he kind of completes this domination that he's that he's headed into like I think it'll be the biggest thing that's happened to country music in 30 years honestly wow 30 years. Wow. That's my, that's my bold prediction. We like to make bold music predictions. <laughs> Mine is that, is that he basically takes over country if this happens. And if it's as successful as I think it's going to be, then you get a shift 
from all this bro country crap to the sort of thing that he's doing, you start to go, you start to tilt the needle back towards traditional country because like all the people, because it's, it's for so many people, it's just about money and it's all a formula. And, you know, I think we know, we know a few songwriters that don't even really like country music that yeah. but they know the formula and they're making a ton right. of money off of it. Like he clearly loves and, and puts his heart and soul into his music and, and people are latching onto that. And, and yeah. I think when they see the response and that, you know, the, what kind of fervor they can get and, and, and kind of, uh, some, got some dynamite in their hands. I think, uh, more people are going to start going in that direction also. I, just uh, just a thought. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, watch those, Todd. Um, th- that dude is awesome. And uh, those Saturday Night Live performances were great. I mean, he's he's very passionate. You can see that. Um, and, and those his, uh, his musicians are great. And his lyrics. Like, yeah. yeah, the lyrics are really smart. Yeah. The past two albums, just check them out. Like, they're they're fantastic and really yeah, smart. Call, I love the Call to Arms song. It was, it was incredible. So there you go. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, of the winey country, uh, let's talk about winers a minute. Have you all seen <laughs> uh, how much Ben Affleck is whining about Batman stuff lately? I've seen a lot of leave me alone about asking if the Good script grief, is done. Man. Yeah, like he he was whining about that. Um, have you seen any of it, Todd? I've seen a, yeah, I've seen a few you know headlines, and I'm. My thought is, you know, wait, wait for, you know, wait till you've done four of them and you're Daniel Craig and you want to cut your wrists rather than talk about, you know, I mean, he really, you know, he shared, he shared a movie and he's getting ready to share another one with a bunch of other goons. So you're not, you don't have to stand alone. Why, you know, why are you, if you don't like it, just don't do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like he he was really excited about putting it out there that he was going to write it and he was going to direct it and he was going to be Batman and he was going to produce it and, it really and get his boy Kevin Smith pumping the fan in the flames and um like and then people want to ask him about it because he does another movie and then people want to ask him about Batman so he whines about it because it, probably because his the other movie kind of flopped didn't it the the one he yeah, just did tanked from yeah so he's probably a little bitter about that but then he comes out like yesterday and he talks about how the Batman suit's too uncomfortable. So they need to make him a new Batman suit because he's not like, he's not comfortable when he's just, man, just be Batman and be awesome and shut yeah. up. Yeah. Or just quit, just quit altogether. And your, your wife's, your wife's making enough money from the capital one card stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, don't do, do it. That. Pass it on. If you're this, if you're this upset about everything, Batman, then stop. They do got something else. Yeah. They got divorced. He doesn't get that capital one money. Oh, I thought they uh, reconciled. Did they? I don't maybe know. He's I, don't, mad about I, don't, that I don't keep up with it. Um, he so maybe they should uh, borrow the Adam West suit because I bet that's comfortable. Oh, that's exactly. Comfortable. Yeah, that's, I think that's the direction you have to go at this point. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. At, at this point, I kind of wouldn't put it past those movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're that bad. <laughs> yeah, there's no no man's ear a part of that suit for sure. Yeah, let's go back gray and blue Batman with the spandex. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty awesome. With the drawn-on eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there you That's go. That's a good cow, man. You can't so, beat that cow. Well, we're definitely not done uh, talking about whiners. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, when we come back, man, we're going to we're gonna get into some Golden Globes. 
Uh, and then we we got to talk about the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week's game where we where we wagered on uh, how much money Underworld uh, Blood whatever it was. Blood what Wars. the heck was it called? Blood Wars. Blood Wars. Underworld Blood Wars. How much it was going to bring home in the first weekend. So all that still to come. You're listening to Talk Art. Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Hard, presented by Walks Off and Films, our 26th episode. Um, all right, so that's, last that's week... That's half we a year, man. That's half, half a year of episodes. That's, that's what we said. A lot of hours of us yammering. Oh, man, wow. 26, uh, 26 episodes. And they're sticking around. To, to, they keep listening to us, so we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, last week, we introduced you all to a new game we're playing. We are where we wager on what a movie is going to bring in in its first weekend. So we started out with Blood Wars, uh, the new Underworld, Underworld 5, as it turns out. We wagered, I think, uh, uh, Todd, I think you said you thought it would bring 27. Yeah, I went I went totally out there. You said 27 million. I said 21 million. Scott said 14 million. Am I correct? I believe that's correct. We also implemented Price is Right rules. <laughs> so if you go over then you automatically are disqualified. So, because this is the most Walk Softly Films thing of all time, because of our stupid Price is Right rule, nobody won the game. (laughs) All right. It didn't even bring home 13. It didn't even bring home 14 million. I am going to say we are going to retroactively scrap the stupid price is right rule and say that can be the tiebreaker. All right. What do you think? I think that's good. Because it's going to be a shame if you don't win this, Scott, because Blood Wars made 13.7 million. Oh, 300,000 over. Look at that. Wow. So, I mean, if you're a dollar over on price is right, you're out of luck, but we're not doing that here because it's, that is absolutely stupid. So I wonder if Vegas has a like a wing where you can bet on this stuff, and I can. I know, this. I know, probably. I know it. So we'll get to our next movie uh, in just a second that we're going to wager on. But first, Scott, you won the bet. You you get to assign Todd and I, Todd and I something to watch this week. Here we that we'll go. come back and talk about next week on the podcast. What could, we got? I could really bring some. Like, there's a lot of directions you can go on this. I could bring some pain. It is, it is a massive green light for you. <laughs> uh, you all are going to be watching, and I as well, uh, you're going to be watching The Professional because Alan hasn't seen it. Professional. All right. And we tried to the, get him to uh, watch it, and he, he didn't do it, so now it's now it's homework. Leon, no. the Leon cut, or? I think we you can go, I would suggest you go American theatrical version uh but i'll try to find that but if if like you can if you can only find like a blu-ray like just look watch whatever looks better but yeah i personally i'd lean towards american theatrical if it's all the same i will probably just stream it from the comfort of my home so yeah that's probably what i find to do i'll find it on amazon i hope and watch it all right the professional there you go and so i'm really i'm really curious as to how it's going to hit me as well. Cause I'm, I'm, I want you to watch it because 
for a long time, it was one of my top movies. Like I just loved that movie, but I mean, yeah. it's very nineties and I haven't seen it in years. So I'm kind of wondering like, you know, how's it going to age for me? So yeah. we'll find out. When's the last time you saw it? I bet it's been seven or eight years. Okay. It's been a lot longer than that for me. All right. So we're all kind of going in this with fresh eyes. So, okay, good deal. So we'll talk about that next week, but are you all ready for this week's movie that we're going to bet on? <laughs> yeah, got it. So hold on, let's get some music so we can play this game. All right, let's play the game. This week's movie. Everybody get ready for Vin Diesel in Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. The return. <laughs> Xander Cage is back. We were all waiting Can on Xander Cage. Oh my gosh. You got that right. Yeah. So, um, Scott, since you won, you have to guess first. Are we guessing money or uh, rating on this one? How do you want to do it? Wow, we're going to decide this live on the air. You won. You pick. How about that? Okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> let's go with. Uh, let's go with IMDb or or tomatoes. Let's go with tomato score then. Critics or yes, critics. Okay, and I looked before we started this episode. There are no reviews up as of yet, which is not a good sign. <laughs> for old advanced Vin. screenings, huh? Yeah. Well, they. I'm sure there were advanced screenings, and I'm sure they told them you keep your mouth shut till we release this thing. So, I've listened to Matt Atchity talk about how that works, and um, when they go in, they get like exit poll. Res- uh, uh, of how what the critics thought of the movie, and if they're bad, they have to sign a contract on these advanced screenings saying, if we say it's okay for you to talk about it, you can. If we don't say it's okay, you can't. <laughs> and if everybody comes out saying they hated it, yeah. then they'll they'll put a gag order on them and make them make them shut up about it. So, like Split, um, which also comes out this week, is sitting at eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So they told uh, they had good exit polls on that one. So they told them, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. That's 80% critics? no reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, so. 80% critics for Split? For Split, yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's Shyamalan. That's Shyamalan's doing, yeah, which I thought about doing, but man, you can't, you can't, you can't can't pass up them, uh, them, them dusting off Triple X, the Triple (laughs) X franchise. So, let's. Yeah. The Return of Xander Cage. I'm going to go. So, we're going to do critic scores, user scores. Which one you want to do? Critic score. Critics. All right. And uh, I'll go for, I'll go ahead and hit it with a uh, 9%. Whoa. <laughs> hmm. Whoa. That is a low balling. <laughs> it's probably, that probably goes too low. It probably is, but um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know, it's going to be rotten. The question is, yeah, is it right. going to be, is it going to be 38 rotten or is it going to be four rotten? Cause, yeah, and you can have like, oh, this is fun. It is, you know, it's, it's not, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what to expect going right. in, but right? It's not like, it's not like uh, Vin Diesel is a critic darling either. So, <laughs> um, let's see. I'll go next because I, I we'll just kind of go in the order of how we finished, reverse order. So, um, you had nine. I'll go. I'll go twenty four percent. All right. I'm going 27 again because that's my favorite number. All right. 27 million, 27%. And 27 right. WKYT. 
And once again, I play the game terribly and leave myself the smallest chance of winning of any. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so Todd, Todd pretty much has uh, <laughs> how many? Uh, some quick math: seventy-three percentage points that he can hit and win this thing. <laughs> well, yeah. Not come bad. on, come on, Xander. Come on, Xander. <laughs> so there you go. All right, there's the game. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the Golden Globes a minute. Did either one of you all watch the Golden Globes? I did, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Did and I did not, but I, 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 I have enough self-loathing going for me. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't watch it either. Um, I, I saw a few highlights, and we can talk. We can definitely talk about one of the highlights later. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but, um, if we want to hit some of the high points of, of some of the awards, we don't have to go through all of them, uh, best motion picture and just talk about if we've seen them or not, or have any intention of seeing them or not best motion <clears throat> picture, uh, moonlight one, either one of you all. Nope. Nope. I, uh, I talked to somebody who had seen it and they said it was, uh, they felt like so, <laughs> it was second hand for everybody. They felt right. like it was good, but probably not quite what it had been blown up to be. Yeah. Did you do you want to give a shout out to, to somebody? I can't for, if I could remember who who saw okay. it, but sorry, whoever. Yep. Um <laughs> You mean you mean so much to me. <laughs> Man, Hell or High Water was nominated for that one. This is drama, uh, best picture drama. Uh Hell or High Water was nominated and I was rooting for it and it didn't win. Also nominated for it, which really surprised me, was old Mr. Uh please Lord. Let me <laughs> yeah, get yeah, one more. Uh-huh. Axel Ridge snuck in. <laughs> so I don't know about that one. An old boy kissed Ryan Reynolds on the mouth. They had a little had a little mouth to mouth kiss. Who did Garfield? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. It was kind wow. of funny because it was like somebody won, like maybe Emma Stone won or something, and she went up there to get it and or somebody it was somebody like that. And then in the background you can see them. <laughs> kissing like as everybody's <laughs> celebrating so i don't, I don't know i guess that's, that was the that's joke kind of funny i don't i don't know i don't think they would have approved of that in the deep south back in the <laughs> no. hexaw ridge days no not <laughs> with uh not with colonel angus walking around <laughs> no. that's right. uh best picture musical or comedy la la land have either one of y'all seen that nope nope uh know a few people who've seen that one and they all liked it I, i'm um I'm planning on seeing it this weekend. I think um, if I can find it, I, I, will, I would. I do want to see that one. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. I think. Um, I yeah. Go ahead. I think my parents saw that one and and liked it. Oh. Well, there you go. Got after <laughs> so, Kirby and Melinda. Yep. So if any of you out there are, are Kirby and Melinda people on on the, the movie taste, so yeah. Jack Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher fans yeah. might want to check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher never looked back, and then Jack Reacher, Laland. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, best performance by an actress in a drama. Isabel Huppert won. Um, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of five, four of the five movies that had actresses <laughs> yeah. nominated. Yeah. Uh, the only one I'd heard of was Arrival, which I loved, but I've never heard of Have you all heard of the rest of them? No, I don't know what they are. And when they announced it, I was like, the only one, like the one, the only one that I was certain wasn't getting it was her, because it was like, yeah. I, I have no clue who she is or what this movie is. So it was right. like, yeah. <laughs> and then bam. Yeah. What were the other four movies? Um, L, 
Miss Sloan, Loving, and Jackie. I do know Miss well, Sloan, Jack, and I want to see Jackie. Jackie was Jackie Onassis, right? And then yeah. Loving, Loving was the interracial movie, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With uh, what's his face right. that did the yeah. gift. And the yeah, girl those... from Agents of Shield. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only two, three of the five. But yeah, Miss Sloan, I'm not. You're you're doing better than me, and I, and I have heard of Loving. So um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, We've before, all heard of Loving. And the weird thing is, is right. that uh, at the end of Loving, that guy gets killed uh, the exact same way he did in Bone Tomahawk, which you wouldn't expect. It's uh, really it's weird. Yeah. Is that that wasn't? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, we are we are heavy on the spoilers here. Just unannounced spoilers <laughs> on uh, on Talk Art. My, mine's mine's a joke though. I mean, it's, oh. I think he gets like ripped in half in on Bone Tom. It's not something you want to see. It's not not, not, not only ripped in half, but <laughs> quartered or something, hung upside down, Kinder. and then just and split, taken from, apart, yeah, piece by piece so if anybody wants more of Ugh. that in your life golly man I was, I, I, I was very disturbed after it that. was awful and you know, yeah yeah I was, right i was so disturbed wow yeah so, if if you were disturbed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah with, me the most disturbed person with with all the you're you're you know you're totally on board with with the horror films and yeah, and, yeah, and it right. pushed you a little too far then yeah you know it, it was but I but I'll admit I'm not a I'm not a fan of right, uh, yeah, the, overt gore yeah. and torture porn and stuff. So <laughs> best performance by an actor in a drama. No surprise to anybody, I don't think. Casey Affleck won for Manchester by the Sea. Isn't he probably the heavy favorite for the for the Oscar? It seems like it. Seems like, yeah. There's not a lot of male um, performances that get talked about. Right. Our boy Andrew Garfield also up for that one mm-hmm. for Axel Ridge and, and he didn't get one MOA. So. I know you didn't vote for him. I surely didn't. I said he ain't getting no MOA. <laughs> um, uh, actress in a musical or comedy, Emma Stone wins for La La Land. I think that that's probably not a surprise either. No. Um, and then uh, actor for a musical or comedy, Ryan Gosling for La La Land. That thing's going to clean up, isn't it? It really is. And At the Oscars. <clears throat> yeah. We talked about it a little bit, but... It- if if you make a movie about Hollywood and it's any yeah. good at all, like and this is a weak year anyway, I mean, like this just just you know hand over the awards because if they can like you know see a movie yeah. about themselves or or give them awards for you know they're just they're just all all over it. Yeah, and it's, it seems to be the case. They they love when you blow smoke. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie about us. Yeah, a love letter sure to is. us, and we love it. Yeah. Okay, so do we want to get into what everybody talked about <laughs> on social media for the next week after uh, after the Golden Globes, which was Meryl Streep's uh, seven minute uh, lifetime achievement award speech? Do we want to get into it? I feel like it's an obligation to the okay. to our listeners the the tune in for political talk, right? Right, that, you know, that, which I'm sure most of them do. Uh huh. I know it's it's definitely past its freshness date for right. us to talk about, but you know, so I don't think we should go into it, you know, for 30 Too minutes. Many. But yeah, yeah. just yeah. just maybe some general thoughts on the matter. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
do you all have any thoughts or <laughs> like overall thoughts on it or do do we want to get do we want to break it down a little bit first of all it, it i knew i was going to hate it from the beginning like people on my facebook feed you could tell um who on which side of the political aisle everybody was because by who who loved it and who was who who was crushing it yeah um pretty much um but first of all, I, I will say I, that's that's where I watched it was so many people shared it that I went ahead and, and, and looked at it. And um, I did notice that from another speech that I watched, did she straight up steal? Yes. Uh, houses yes. opening. Hugh Laurie's. Yes. <laughs> OK, I thought maybe I missed something, but she and straight up stole it. And she and, did. And nobody got it when Hugh Laurie said it. Like Hugh Laurie said it and I, and I understood what he meant. But and you kind, yeah. you kind of got a few chuckles out in the crowd. And but then she says it, you know, she repeats it and says it explicitly. Almost word for word, yeah, right? yeah, explains it completely. Yeah. And then and then it gets a huge amount of laughs. And I don't know if that's because like, let's laugh for her. Or it's because right, oh now right. we get it now that you explained it to now us. Actually explained it, yeah. yeah. That, did, but first of all, did you watch it, Todd? Did you watch the speech? You I know did not. No, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know anything about. Well, um, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, she comes I out. Mean, she comes yeah, out, Todd, and the very first thing she does, like first of all, she thanks no one. Like this right. was this was I won an award, and basically it just gives me the mic to make a speech. Uh. And get and she literally didn't think a single person. Uh, she got something. The very th- first thing she says is, "All of us in this room really belong to the most vilified segments in American society right now: <laughs> Hollywood, foreigners, and the press." And that was his joke. Except, yeah, because it was like the Hollywood Foreign Press Award or yes. uh, Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever. Yeah, and and just the fact that you started with that, like that's your first sentence out of the gate, yeah. is that you think. The people in that room are the, the most vilified people in the country. And uh, go ahead, Alan. Yeah, well, and then um, so then she continues on and talks about how she starts going through um, actors and actresses that are in the room. And, 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 and yes. you know, like this one's from Virginia and she played a, a woman from Texas and this one's from was born in a sharecropper's house and she grew yeah. up in Rhode Island and she played this and this. And it that. was, it was two people. The first two were born in America. After that, she started singling out every person in the crowd that was born in another country. Yeah. It, it, maybe it was just because she said a thousand different places that weren't foreign, but it was like, you just got done talking about how we're all foreigners and none of, none of these people that she's <laughs> saying are from foreign countries. But uh, yeah, then she started talking about, you know, Natalie Portman was born in Italy and blah, blah, blah. And, and she was like, and if, you know, if we get rid of them, then we're not going to have uh, these movies that we're making. I, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, I'm, Hollywood is crawling with foreigners. And if we kick <laughs> them all out, you'll have nothing to watch but football and mixed, and martial, mixed arts. martial arts. And then she just like screams, which are not the arts. And they all clap. And and <laughs> wild applause. Yeah. For, oh, we hate football. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get to take a shot at football in the middle of all this. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> okay, so little tangent time. What is the I have noticed this. What is up with this weird inferiority complex that like theater people and actors in general have with jocks? Because <laughs> yeah. it is very one-sided. Yeah, it it's really not is. reciprocated at all. 
it has to all go back to high school, doesn't it? You, you, they, it has to. they were picked on relentlessly, I, or they felt like they were. You know, maybe if they lived in the fifties or sixties, they were. And and once you get out, then this is, and then we're the rich and famous ones, and we've got all the power. So now we can, you know, yeah, turn the tables a little bit. But yeah, they definitely hate sports and hate. They jocks, do everything about it, and, <laughs> and it's like like I played basketball. <clears throat> In high school, I wouldn't consider myself like super jockish because I'm not very athletic, but I played basketball through all school. I wasn't in any plays or anything. I had no problem when my son said he wanted to stop playing sports and get into theater. Fine. No problem. I had noticed then at the theater how much people make fun, like those people make fun of sports people. (laughs) It's it's way, it's much it's tilted the other way by far. Right. Cause yeah, I, I never in, hear in like, the locker room. We, yeah. You never hear Tom Brady getting up there and being like, um, like if, if, if they shut down the NFL for concussions, then all of you people have to watch Meryl Streep in movies, <laughs> which is, Man. which stinks. They hate sports and they don't care who knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> did you, um, did you all see Norm McDonald's tweet about it? No. Norm Macdonald tweeted right after she said that. Uh, and what are sports fans and MMA fans, Meryl? Not artists, <laughs> huh? What Ali did, what Brady does, that's not artistic as as artistic as pretending. Come on. Yeah. So I agree with Norm. Because <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Right, right. So Norm ripped it as soon as she said it. And I agree, man. Like what what Tom Brady does on a on a on a Sunday is artistic and and how martial arts is artistic how hypocritical is it and just no matter what you think of those two things how hypocritical is it for you to get up there on that stage and and start pointing out these things but you rip somebody and you degrade like another person's profession (laughs) like you know (laughs) right like it's you're such a flipping hypocrite you're taking a shot like there are people that love this and do you know view it as like some type of expression and like so you you're gonna get up there and and uh, claim superiority for you all right. over that like what's the difference yeah. in some of these things you're talking about? Yeah, yep. And oh, the hypocrisy was just getting started. <laughs> yeah. For Meryl, uh, next thing she says, this is a quote: "An actor's only job is to enter the lives of people." who are different from us and let you feel what that feels like. And then, so she sets the borders. This is what an actor's job is. Their only job. She sets the borders. Then immediately in the next breath crosses over the borders to lecture us about morality. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. If that's your only job, then get your award and shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Say thank you. Yeah. Take it and sit down. (laughs) But she goes into this big, uh, this big tirade about uh, bullying and and like um, Scott. Do you remember exactly what she said about uh, how there was a performance that above all the other ones that broke her heart and, yeah. and all that? It you shook that? her to the core, and it was the most yeah. gripping performance of the year, and and uh, it right. like sunk its hooks into her heart. And, and it, surprise, surprise, she was talking about Donald Trump, right. Uh, and doing what she believes was making fun of a, a reporter who has a disability. Yes. And she has, she has every right to say what she did, every right to get up there and say whatever she wants to. But I think she also has, a, when she puts herself out there 
she has a right to be criticized absolutely um and I kind of agree with her on that. I'm not sure if what Trump was doing was actually making fun of that, the, the handicap reporter, because I have seen videos of him doing those same sort of motions when he's talking about when Ted Cruz got flustered and said something, he'll do that. Mm-hmm. But my man Trump has got to be a little more self-aware <laughs> about what's going on around him and about what he comes off and how he looks and what he says and how it affects people everybody's watching him and in the place he's in right now, he can't do that stuff. No, he's got to be aware of that. The whole thing just drove me nuts because she, any valid points she had. Yeah. are overshadowed and get thrown out the window by some of the inane things. She said that the the main knows it's like when she says, asks the press to hold him accountable on every outrage, quote unquote, by all means, if he, does anything to outrage people, hold him accountable by all means. I agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, let him get in office and, and start outraging first. But, you know, <laughs> the fact that she says some of these other things and then <laughs> to top it all off, be going, I think you might be going where I was going to go eventually. Let, let us say for the umpteenth time on this podcast, you and I both do not like Donald Trump. <laughs> we don't. I can't stand the guy. And I think like, he's going to be terrible. What everything she said drove me nuts, and it was absolutely ridiculous. You know, it, uh, what? How do I want to say? It was the most irrational fear fest that I could ever imagine. Yeah. You know, they were they constantly not just her. Three people before that got up there and made speeches about we're all going to be you know deported. We're all going right. to be thrown out of the country, and people like across the room, people had tears in their eyes. Yeah. No joke. They kept cutting to people yeah. and with tears in their eyes. Nuts, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, like Goodness famous sake. actresses. Like they're not gonna throw you out, honey. It's okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. They're not coming for you, and they're not really gonna come for anybody. No. But anyway, like so, she says these things, and a few points that she makes that are that would would be perfectly fine points to make, get overshadowed by other things she says that aren't fair and are ridiculous. And, but yeah, you top it all off with the very next day, our boy Trump, sure enough, fires off a tweet oh, attacking her. Yeah. It's just like, I hate everything about this. Like, yeah. all of you, please go away. Yeah, stop tweeting. You're the president. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he has to, like, he has to lead in with everything that he has ever done is, has turned to gold. Which was great, by the way. Everything I do is great, by the way. And these people are overrated. And it's so unfair to me. And it's like, just stop. Yeah, just shut it's up. It's time to stop. Where I was going with it was she wanted to jump his case for making fun of the handicap. Yeah. Dude. Which, if that's what he was doing, I don't know whether he was or not. Either way, it looked like he was. So that's bad enough. Yeah. But on the other hand... Uh, when was it? 2003? Yes. Uh, when Roman Polanski won the Oscar for Best Director for The pian- the Pianist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, he was convicted of statutory yeah. rape in 1978, and well, she yeah. gave that dude a standing ovation. He pled guilty. He admitted to he it. He pled guilty to it. Yeah, he, he, pled, he also called the country. Yes, yes, yes he and, did. 1977, he yes. has a photo shoot with a 13-year-old girl, Afterwards, he has sex with her. He told her mother to stay home. 
Yep. He gives her champagne. He has sex with her. Uh, he admits to all of this later. He goes to jail for 24 days, I think. Um, and they let him out. The prosecutors, uh, he's told that the prosecutors uh, are going to make a deal to to give him probation. And then all of a sudden he hears that the judge is not going to take the plea deal, so he he bolts. He yeah. goes overseas and hasn't literally hasn't been back since. And they've tried to get him back, and, yes, and they tried to extradite him. Let us have him. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but yeah, it, he's a, and he's called oh. that that girl a victim since then. Yes, like he's called her his victim, and not just that. Um, so that was when he was forty four years old. She was thirteen. So when he, when he was forty three years old. Uh, no charges on this one because nobody repressed any charges, but he had been having sex with uh, Natasha Kinski for two years when she was 15 years old uh, right before this, and he was 43 years old, but she didn't press charges. So, you know, you so our girl stands up and gives this man a standing ovation. Yeah. When she's when she's got on the stage and cried and cried over her sensibilities and 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 how you know uh, broken hearted she was, yes, over and, over what Trump did, right? But right, you can't bully people, and she's tired of bullies. She hates bullies. And then, yeah. is there any worse form of bullying? And uh, and Hollywood's insane. Like yeah. the the amount of they're not man. the amount of people in that room, yeah, that like depravity that's fills that room. Yeah. It's well documented that there's, uh, you know, there's a culture of pedophilia in that town. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ask no, ask um, Frodo. What's Frodo's name? Oh, um, Elijah Wood. Ask Elijah Wood. Wood. Ask uh, Corey Haynes family. Like it's Mm -hmm. documented. Like it's organized. Like pedophiles run rampant and nobody says anything. Nobody takes them to task. Nobody jumps on that. Let's protect people. No, let's protect ourselves. Let's protect each other to make sure we don't get like you all are in. Like, and this is why, like, I love Mark Wahlberg anyway. I'm getting to the point where I just, I love Wahlberg. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what movie he's in. I kind of want to watch him. And, and he told, he basically said, uh, you know, right afterwards, celebrities need to shut up. I won't take it that far. You don't need to shut up. You know, if you've got something important to say, say it. Right. But know what you're saying. Know what you're talking about. Like, she sounded so, and and the other people that uh, gave speeches before her, so wrapped up, so uh, contained in their own little bubble. <laughs> it's like, you all are insane. <laughs> like, and that, Yeah, and that's it, and that's the problem. And honestly, when are they going to realize that they don't really, as much as they think they do, they don't really hold a lot of uh, influence over the way we think. Clearly. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's like everybody was out Trump, uh, pardon the pun, Trumping for Hillary Clinton during the election and she lost. And then everybody was out Trumping for um, the electorates to vote their conscience and not do this and all this stuff. And turns out uh, more electorates switched on Hillary than did on Trump uh, when the electorates actually ended up meeting. So um, they don't, we don't care that much about what you're saying. No. So, hey, dudes, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jump off here. Okay, one funny thing I want you to look at real quick, Todd. Whenever you yes. get a chance related to this, and this is the last thing we'll say about it, um, the two people in the room that probably did vote for Donald Trump, uh, Mel uh-huh. Gibson and Vince Vaughn, <laughs> look up their reactions. Yeah, their live reactions yeah. to her 
to her. Uh, oh, when she's going off, okay. they 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 pan to them for a good eight seconds, and it's incredible. <laughs> are they like, are they seated together? Yes, they're at the same okay. table right beside each other. And Vince Vaughn, I have not seen that look on his face yeah. since uh, Ben Stiller said that he had the black lung after one day in the in the coal mines in Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an incredible look on Vince Vaughn's face. Okay, I'm looking it up just because I'm you know how much I love Vince. Yeah, oh man, it's so, good stuff. <laughs> so we're we're glad you were here long enough for us to drag you into this, Todd. Yeah, I'm, I love being dragged into things. There you I, go. I have no, I have no self control. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right, man. Well, good, good luck, and I guess next, our next time we're going to be uh, together, right? Are we going to get the person to try? Let's to? try. Yeah, my my stupid sickness kind of put a big halt on that. So let's try to do that next week. <laughs> we can do it in surgeon masks if we have to. Okay, I'll surely by next week I'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. Let's all do right, it. We'll feel better. Good Thank luck you, out there. All right, buddy. Yep. We'll talk Happy to you later. One. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> we'll see, see you. Man. All right. Are we ready to move on from that? Uh, I think so. I think so. I just, I, you know, just I think it boils down to me for like the those people in that room to act like they have any kind of moral authority is obscene. Yeah, and, it is. And just be self aware. Yeah, just be self aware. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not going to tell yeah, you. I'm asking for that from Trump, and I'm asking that equally. Yes. Um, let's get to some more happy stuff. All right. Do we like, have some of that? Oh, let's, yeah, I think we do. We got let's, let's hit on a couple more things real quick, and let's get out of here. <coughs> um, I, last week, we talked about our uh, least anticipated films of 2017, and I named a couple for me. Justice League was the obvious choice, and I also named... Uh, chips mm-hmm. as as my second one we got us a trailer yeah directly afterwards <laughs> yeah for chips i'm gonna go on record and say i have never been more right after watching <laughs> that trailer uh-huh yeah I, how many gay and <laughs> male crotch jokes can you pack into yeah. a two-minute trailer yeah I've, this thing is going to be bad yeah my prediction was that there are lots of dong jokes and it was it was crazy right it was yeah, it was nuts man <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was it was the first one wasn't funny and they started out with their best one yeah it because was, after that it just got worse it was like the trailer wanted you to know like this is going to be all dong jokes Punch is very homophobic, and we are going to put him in yeah. the vicinity of a lot of male genitalia. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to watch the madness. And I, I hated the hangover because uh, I felt like yeah. the humor was very sophomoric and almost like offensive, not because it was dirty, but offensive because it was stupid. Right. I think this is going to be worse. Yeah. I, I, I. There's no question about that. There's no question. This is going to be worse and I, I don't know if this is the beginning of the end for dax's uh at the helm but, yeah man. i know that we can only hope did you see eric estrada said it was a i think he, his exact quote was it was just from seeing the trailer was it's a piece of garbage <laughs> did you see that i'd say that what i'd say that would hurt it'd be like a kick <laughs> to the crotch if that's your basically your life's work like you know there's poncherello and and we're we're putting ding-dongs on his face <laughs> pushing people's crotches <laughs> against his 
face and yeah and like every joke was about a a dong every joke and it's two minutes it's two minutes of dong it's it's one trailer collectively the talk hard boys could have been more right on a movie from what i've seen (laughs) no from that from that first trailer it was nostradamus like it was (laughs) it really was so uh there's that um Let's finish up talking about one of our favorite things, pro wrestling. Yes. Too bad Todd's gone. Yeah, he loves it too. I'd save this for when I knew he'd be gone. <laughs> I have nothing to say or offer. Um, my, one of the fa- my favorite things, my birthday is this coming up weekend. One of my favorite things about my birthday is, uh, my birthday weekends is that it is the Royal Rumble weekend, um, which it's not this weekend, it's next weekend. But, the Royal Rumble's next weekend. But, um, man, I look forward to the Royal Rumble more than any other thing in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Even when I wasn't watching wrestling, I would get the Royal Rumble because it's awesome. And for those of you that don't know, it's a 30-man battle royal where a new entrant comes in <laughs> every uh, 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, and there's there's 30 men that enter. The winner gets an automatic title shot at WrestleMania, which is the biggest show. Um, I, I, do you share my love for the Royal Rumble? It's unquestionably to me the best of the big anchor events that yeah. uh, the WWE does, and and I've always been in love with it. As you know, like because it is, it's you know, it's the one thing that's it's built around this one match, and you know, mm-hmm. and and the, and the whole pay per view is called the Royal Rumble. But yeah, for whatever reason, it just gets in your imagination more than any other, and and the like the always through the years the storytelling possibilities. We're just yeah, endless absolutely. with this format. And when they do it right, man, it is money. There's nothing better. Yeah. They've had some clunkers. Yeah. And they had one that was just ridiculously silly. <laughs> yeah. And it was still entertaining. Um, <laughs> but um it is it's it like if if it's done right, there's there's nothing that they do all year long that's better. They start off they start off, in my opinion, with their best events, just like NASCAR does with the Daytona five hundred. Like this thing has so much potential and you they they have made it to where you really don't know who's going to win like there have been surprise winners it's not always the top guy who's 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 on top right now is going to win this thing they brought back which almost caused a riot that one year they brought back batista after he'd been gone for like six years and he won it yeah um and people hated it right that he won the thing um so i have two favorite royal rumbles tell me if you agree with these okay <coughs> excuse me and then we'll stop let me guess one uh, of them okay you you guess one and then i'll tell you the other okay uh rick flair goes all the way through 1992 you guess my top one <laughs> rick flair comes in number one bobby heenan is on commentary um and the entire time bobby heenan is just going absolutely eight nuts about <laughs> This isn't fair to Flair. It's not fair to Flair. <laughs> Nothing is fair to Ric Flair. Uh-huh. Ric Flair goes pillar to post from the start to the finish. He goes all the way through it like an hour and eight minutes or something. The first guy in, he wins the whole thing. And then do you remember the quote at the end after he wins it? Yes, I do. Do you want to say it? No, go ahead. It's he looks he looks right into the camera. He's bloody and he's got that he's got that platinum blonde hair. So it's just like blood soaked. And he looks in the camera with water in his eyes and he just screams, I'm gonna tell y'all with a tear 
in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. <laughs> it's like, man, you've been married, you have kids, but the, I mean, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And it was just good storytelling with Bobby Heenan on the commentary. Not mm. fair to flair the whole time. It was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a heel too, basically. Right. The bad guy. Yeah. And, and Bobby Heenan is the heel commentator. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> that's just, it's, it was, it's just incredible. And that is, that's by far my favorite and, and yeah. what they did with it. And, you got to come up with so many ways to, you know, the whole time you got 30 people and you got to yeah. come up with ways to like keep him in, but he's almost going to go out. And, you right. know, it's, it's got to be so much writing and orchestration going into that thing. That's just, you know, to a certain but degree. Flair's the perfect dude because yes. he's so good at begging off and he's yes. so good at laying in the corner and, and, uh, you know, and just strategically resting. And, right. of course, Bobby Heenan is talking about how genius he is for, <laughs> yeah. you know, taking the time off, sitting in the corner away from everybody. It, it, yeah, it was. It was great. Um, so, yeah, did you want to say anything else about that one? No, no, I'll, uh, yeah, uh-uh. The second one, you'll, once you, uh, once you know it, I mean, once I tell you, you'll, you'll, I think you'll agree. But it was, um, I think it was, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere around in there. It was the, um, the first Royal rumble where stone cold Steve Austin was a, was a face where he was a good guy. And he, they Vince made him draw at number one. He went start to finish. He was a bloody mess by the end of it, but it was the one where he would throw somebody out. Like he would just beat the crap out of whoever came in. And then, like, within, like, 18 to 25 seconds, throw him out over the top rope, and then he would sit on the on the top oh, turnbuckle yeah, and yeah. look at the at whoever was going to come out next. <laughs> and then, so he went start to finish, and the last dude in was The Rock. Yeah. And so, like, the two top dudes in the company, and it was basically a match at that point. Like, Austin was just, like, he was killing people, throwing everybody up, but he'd gone start to finish. He was bloody. The Rock comes in fresh. And like they went at it for, I don't know, 12 to 15 minutes uh, um, to see who was going to win that and go on to WrestleMania. Um, and that, to me, that was, besides the flair one, that was the best storytelling of any. Uh, you completely established Stone Cold as his character and The Rock as his character as Vince McMahon's uh, lapdog in that match, too. So do you remember that one? And do you think of it fondly as I do? I do, I I, uh, I do remember it, and it was good. Like I, my sweet spot, like that stuff, I really enjoyed. But like the stuff that I really romanticize is that Flair era, the early '90s, the mid '80s through mid '90s. Yeah, and, and that's the stuff that just like I, I it just keeps me smiling endlessly anytime right. I think about any of it. I love. <laughs> Great Some of those the, were really bad, though. Some of them were very boring. Yeah, the first yeah. one, I don't know if you remember, the first one was just a straight-up battle royal that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won in like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they figured it out after that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that you have to have 30 people, too. Like, it's, right. it's genius because you give everybody their entrance while action is going on. It's like, it's just, it was just the most ingenious concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you assured yourself that for 45 minutes, because it's every 90 yeah. seconds. So for 45 minutes, people are going to be absolutely enthralled. Right. And like you're going to be invested in who's coming out next. 
Yeah, one of the the best things about wrestling or you know the biggest moments is when somebody's music hits and they come out. And you can only mm-hmm. do that so many times, but in the Royal Rumble, you get to do it thirty times, and every time times. it's a big deal because you don't know who's coming, and they you know all of a sudden here they come. Yeah, uh, uh, and the fact that it's got to be thirty. Sometimes you're digging at the bottom of the barrel to like you know who. So they you know they find <laughs> like old you know they find right. some some old people and like have some surprises in there, which I always really loved, especially back then. Yeah, last year everybody was hurt. Like, I no literally fourteen people on the roster, fourteen main dudes were hurt last year at the Royal Rumble. So they were bringing in Shaquille O'Neal and like, there were just ridiculous people. Tatanka, they brushed off Tatanka and brought him back in. Like it was bad last year, maybe the worst ever because they just did not have bodies last year to your point of, you got to come up with 30 people. I think they will be okay this year though. Yeah. Yeah. Tatanka, you know, Yeah, of all the dudes you're gonna bring back, so what? How far? What, how far in the order did, did Tatanka come out? It's pretty early. Yeah, it's pretty early, yeah. and uh, you could just feel the letdown in the crowd <laughs> when, when like the 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 uh, you know he had that like Indian call yes. that like yeah, 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 at yeah. the beginning of his of his music when that hit, you could kind of feel the confusion of. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the H? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Tatanka comes down there and he's in decent shape, but the dude's yeah. got to be 60 years old. Right. And and everybody, and half the people didn't know who he was, and the other ones did were just kind of like laughing, like, is this real? Right. I'll never forget Tatanka, Tatanka started out on like a huge uh, unbeaten streak. <laughs> yep. And then, and then went, once they decided to make him take an L, then that was it. That was the end of it. Yeah. He went the from... end of the Tatanka run. Yeah. <laughs> Man, our uh, our beloved uh, Kentucky Wildcats are on. So, um, and we can also say, uh, Dagon, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka died also this week. So, yeah, another another legend gone. Although I think he murdered a woman in the eighties. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the Superfly. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, and my dinner's here. The the Kentucky Wildcats are on. We got to get out of here. So. If you're done, I am done. Let's wrap it up. It's got a, everybody's. It's going to be a big, big show for numbers this week with. with I think so. Political think so. talk and and wrestling talk. Yeah, and um, we didn't do it earlier. I'll just throw it in right now for no apparent reason. Shout, shout out to Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody who we, who hates Meryl oh, Streep. He hates her. That's why. He, that's why he went back to wherever <laughs> he's from. Because uh, he can't stand her. He would not give a blowhardy speech either. No. I guarantee it. So, anyways, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go watch Kentucky. I'm gonna go eat some tacos. Enjoy. Let's get out of here. I will. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sharing us with your friends and uh, and make sure you subscribe and make sure you give us a rating on there so we can uh, we can climb up and we can pop up on on people's feeds. Appreciate it. Uh, for Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen. This is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you are plain to see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.